What's up, everybody? It's Thomas just today for the Shy Town Pod episode. I think it's eight, maybe nine. I honestly cannot quote you on it, but it's just me today. Tristan is currently sick. Same thing that I pretty much had happened to me last week. So he had to do a solo episode last week. I had to do a solo episode this week. So I'll give you a little run through what I did today. Um, I had my Geo 220 final, which sucked. I studied so hard for it. Only like a fourth of it was on the test. So it's usually how it goes, I guess, in college. But I mean, I did my best and I needed at least a 50% in order to keep my grade. So that's not too bad. But then I go back to Chicago tomorrow morning. I drive back. So that'll, that'll be good to be back home, eat some good food. But I'll just kind of dive into what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the all four of the sports because honestly, a lot has happened in the last couple of days. Just like injuries and all that type of stuff, so I'll just we're, I'll just start off with the bowls. Um, here let me let me see right here. Um, so the bowls are three and one in their last four, which nobody expected. They've actually been playing some pretty good basketball recently, especially without Levine in the lineup. Um, Kobe White too has been playing out of his mind. Oh my goodness! I'll 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 talk about him a little more later. But they're three and one in their last four, and their loss was to. Oh wait, no, I think I'm I'm lying. They're not three and one in their last four. They have lost two in a row. Just scratch what I completely just said. But they have been playing better basketball as they've lost to the Bucks and the Nuggets in their last two games, which have both been close games. The Bucks game went to overtime, and the Nuggets game they were down pretty much most of the game, but they were in it for the most part. And then they, the Nuggets kind of pulled ahead later into the game. But they've been playing a lot better basketball, which is the bigger like the bigger thing here. They're fun to watch, especially with how Kobe White has been playing. Oh, my goodness. He has been averaging almost 30 a game. He's averaging around like six assists a game and about five boards, which is insane. And then he um, since like he's been on this run, he's had the most three pointers in the NBA. I mean, he's shooting over 50 percent, which is absolutely nuts. I mean, we saw these flashes his rookie year. Um, like what, like towards the end of the season. And then, uh, and then he kind of like, then he got hurt and then he just kind of wasn't the same. And now that he's actually getting his own spotlight, he's starting to play really well again, which is cool. It's good to see. So hopefully the bulls has something in the, like to work for work, work towards for the future with him and actually have a piece. But I mean, Demar's Demar, I think he dropped 40. Was it? I think it was against the box, which is, I mean, I, he always, he plays good against the really good teams. He'll have his he'll have his big nights, but that was a fun game to watch. That was a fun game to watch. They competed. They, I mean, they went to overtime, so that's always good against like a really good team. Um, the so Levine has been like sidelined. I think it's three to four weeks for like soreness, which I think is a cover up for him getting traded because he has to wait. I think it's it's coming up in the next couple days where he can actually be traded. But I think that's what they're just waiting for. It's always uh, Agent Clutch Sports. I think they're just holding him out so he can go to where he needs without getting hurt. And uh, and that day is coming up very soon. So I'm really hoping they can move him. I I don't know what they'll quite get for him because his contract is so bad. I it's it's terrible. But I'm hoping like at this point it's not like a salary eat for a team. But if it if it comes out to it, we we get a couple first round picks. I'll 100 percent be happy. But AK has been talking about how he does want to like get win now players, which I honestly don't understand at all. I don't think they're going to win anything with this team. 
but I don't know, man. He's just not a good GM, but <laughs> that's, that's all it really is. But he's been out recently. And then since he's been out, I mean, they've been playing better, which is sh showing something, which, which is good for the Bulls that they, they're playing better, but it really hurts his trade value so much just to see that this team is just succeeding without him, which is, it, it's really come a long way since like we've, we, since we traded for him. I mean, he, he used to be so much fun to watch flight eight and uh, he's just like, just kind of falling off. He just he doesn't know how to play like within the flow of the offense, and then costly turnovers, inefficient. Just it's just not what you want to see from your max player. But and, and then I'll I'll lead that on to the Demar Derozan trade rumors, which there was a report today actually that is likely he is going to be traded before the trade deadline, which I like because he's on the last year of his deal. I mean, you get I feel like you should just try to get something for him at this point because he's not part of our future plan. Um, he's older. He's like 35, 36, something in that ballpark. Um, yeah, but you just, I, he's just not in our future. And if you can get something for him to maybe get, I don't, I don't think you might be able to get a first round pick a late first from a team that's contending. I don't, I don't even know where, like maybe he'd be like a, a sixer. Cause they could use another guy with, uh, Embiid and Maxi, just another guy to kind of take the, the weight off of them, which that'd be kind of, that'd be a fun team to watch. I'd like to see that. But they should move off of him, and I hope I hope they do. But we'll see we'll see what happens with that. Um, another player that I want to talk about is Nikola Vucevic. I feel like I've, I've, through all these games, like we that we've been playing better, he has not gotten any credit. And like I'll pull, I can pull it up. But his stats in the last five games have been really good. Here, let me find it right here. So last night he had twenty six. 16 and five with two blocks. Like that's that is insane. Um, the night before he had, he had 14, he had 14 and 10 and five, which is, I mean, in a steal and a block, which is like still not terrible. And then he had 21. Here, let me see. 21, 16 and two. Like he's, he's been playing really good basketball and he's just not getting credit for it. Especially last, he had one pass that I really liked. It was like I think it was to a cutting Corey, tor, a cutting Tory Craig, which I mean it was just a great like it was just a great like second pass. Like he was open at the top of the key for a three and he passed it up and got a cutting Tory Craig for easy layup. But he's really just been he's been underrated for us. Even though I don't like that like the direction he's like with having him on the team, I think they should not have extended him. But I mean I can't I can only control so much. I hope hopefully they were able to trade him. I don't think they're I don't I don't know if they're trying to like win now, like they are saying, and just get like win now players if they're gonna trade somebody. I think they're gonna end up keeping Vooch, which I don't like, but it is what it is, I guess. But uh his contract just isn't good, especially for his age and our direction. But I mean he's playing good basketball, so hey, if you wanna trade him, now's a great time because his value is high. But another player that I want to talk about is Alex Caruso. He is hurt right now, and that sucks. I don't know. I, I think he's just day-to-day -day at this point, but he's missed the last, like, two games. And you really, you really can see the difference, like, the difference without him out there, just the intensity, just, like, the, the winning plays are not there. Like, especially, like, if he played during, against the Bucs, we would have won that game. I, I, like, 100%, like, think that. He's just that valuable of a player. 
But having like just not having him on the court is really just you you like if you watch the games you can see the difference. But I'm like them too. They said that they don't. They're not like they shut down trade like people that are trying to trade for him. Which again, I don't really understand. He's I love Alex Caruso so much, but he just does not fit our uh, our current plan. And I think you could you could feel two first round picks for him, especially because he's he's playing. This is he's playing the best basketball of his career. He's actually scoring now. Which is his big thing. Before he'd give you good defense and he'd give you maybe two two threes a game and a layup. He is like creating his own shot, like like helping other guys out. He's making like these like games where he's made like five threes, which is just a huge step up in his game. Which hey, res- all all respect to him. I love that guy, but I just don't think he fits our future. But all right, um, I want to talk about one more basketball thing. And that was a Draymond ejection last night. Oh my goodness. He just he swung on Nurkic. That was insane. That reminded me of if any of you guys remember, um, it was the Bulls were playing the Sixers and Joel Embiid got fouled. And he like turned around and like like kind of threw his fist. And he basically like, he I don't know if he punched Lonzo in the face or he crazed him, but he got really close. And it, it reminded me of that. Just that he connected with with Nurkic and it looked a little more on purpose, but I don't. Draymond's I love Draymond. He's a nut though. He just like can't control himself on the court. But if you ever listen to any of his podcasts, they're really good. He's just a very like good basketball mind, but he cannot control himself on the basketball court. Which I don't know. I mean, there's something new with him every single week, which you know keeps keeps it interesting. But I'm gonna move on to the Blackhawks a little bit. I'm going to do my best here. As you guys know, Tristan is more of the Blackhawks guy, but Wednesdays are usually more of a Blackhawks episode. We try to talk about him. So I'll, I'm going to throw out a, a few things that, you know, I've noticed while watching my, I do not have the most expert opinion here, but I do my best with it. So starting off, we're going to talk about Connor Bedard and he did score last night. Absolute nasty wrister. top right. Um, He's just been playing so good. And, they were showing a side by side. Like, oh man, I don't know if I'll be able to find it. But here, let me look on Twitter really quick. It was a side by side between him and Connor McDavid, other for, for other first round or first overall pick. Here, let me Bedard versus Connor McDavid. See if any the picture pops up here. I want to find it because it's their stats this year so far, and they're pretty similar. Which is nuts because McDavid is the, the best hockey player in the league. Oh my god, is it gonna pop up? Oh, this is gonna make me mad if I can't find this. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on. Um, looks like we may be out of luck on this one, but I'll tell you from what I remember. I know he has, I think it's, so I guess after Bedard's goal last night, I think he has 13 goals and it'd be 11 assists on the year so far. And then McDavid has 11 goals and I think it was 19 assists. So Bedard only has like six less points in him. And he's the best player in hockey playing against, playing with Dreisaitl too. I mean, Bedard has nobody. So like, that's like, that's insane. He's 18 years old and putting up similar numbers as some would argue the best, like the greatest cocky talent of all time. I'm not saying he's the greatest player of all time because he has a long career ahead of him. Got to win some cups. You know, Wayne Gretzky would. So it's going to take a lot to pass him. But off pure talent, 
I think you're going to take Connor McDavid. And I mean, Bedard is, he's right there with them with his, I mean, who, who's his like best players? Like Anthony Beauvillier? Like, come on. <laughs> what are we like? Come on. So, I mean, he's been playing really good, which you expect from a guy. I mean, at this point, like, it's not about such winning games. It's just about seeing stuff out of Bedard. So when he's like scoring and like getting assists, he's on a point streak right now. I'm pretty sure too, but um, like if you lose games, it's fine because we're if we get a top pick next year, hopefully get the number one pick, get Celebrini in Chicago. But um, just having him play well and the, I mean the team losing is fine because we're still looking towards the future. So hopefully get a top five draft pick in there too because I'm pretty sure we're number one or number two worst in the league. I'll look at it right now on Tankathon. We're number one right now. We're number one. Yeah, we're number we're number one in something. So I know Tristan likes to do this on this Blackhawks episodes, but I'll throw one out there with uh doing a little lottery spin for the Blackhawks and see where they, they land. And they got oh number one first try. There we go. Celebrating a Blackhawk. Okay, that's that's really nice because I feel like every time I do these Hankathon things, they never work for me. That's awesome. So, just because of this podcast, Celebrini will be a Blackhawk, which is amazing. Um, I want to move on to Peter Morazic. He's been playing out of his mind recently, which is hilarious because I talk about with Tristan. So I just started watching hockey this year, and like the start of the year, Morazic was playing really well, and I'm like, and he, he usually like he's told me before he's not that good. He's all right. And uh, but from what I, whenever I watch him, he just plays so good, and it's so funny to watch for me. But he's just like recently, he's just been out of his mind, which is cool. It's cool to see he's an older goalie, but you'll have to figure it out. You'll have to find another goalie to pair him with because I don't think Soderblom is quite the answer. He's kind of he's he just looks rough out there. His positioning, it's just like I feel like half the goals he lets up is just because he lets like. The other like the net is just like half open when somebody like like uh, passes across the ice, which you can't do. You gotta be able to slide over and have good positioning. But I don't know. I I don't really know with him. I know we drafted a goalie this year in the draft, so hopefully he's pretty good, so we could fix that problem. Um, but props to Peter Morazic. He's really really been playing well. One last Blackhawk thing I want to talk about is Lucas Reichel, dude. He is just like he got these been devoted to the fourth line, and he just he needs to start playing better. I mean, I expected a lot better from him, especially this year. I mean, he's a good young player. We've seen him play like I, I we've got me and Tristan have gone to like a Wolves uh Ice Hogs game. Rockford is it is it Ice Hog? I think it's Ice Hog. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and we saw him play. We saw him play there, and he looked good. And you're thinking like now, like especially you pair him up with like Bedard on the wing, and then he'd be going off. He's a fast player, and he just really hasn't shown it, which sucks. I'm hoping he can turn it around. I mean, I, I mean it's kind of overreacting. It's started. I mean, start of his young career, but he just has not been playing well, and that that's all there is to it. But um, I'm gonna move on to some Cubs news. They have signed somebody. Jorge Alfaro has been signed to a minor league contract for one year. Um, he's a catcher. He has some pop in his bat. That's, I mean, he's really just going to be filling the Tucker Barnhart role, which you guys know that role is it's, it's a, it is one of the roles of all time. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's nice to see that Judd is alive. 
but it's just this offseason has just been it's been rough. I mean, the expectation was so big. You went from like, oh, Shohei Otani to, you know, Juan Soto. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to get one of them. And then you end up just like at this point, you're like, dude, like, can we just get like Reese Hoskins? Like, can we get somebody? Uh, it's been I mean, we got I, I mean, we're alive, but I kind of want to talk about Cody Bellinger a little bit. It's looking like it's going to be between the Blue Jays and the Cubs at this point for him. Which I would love for him to come back so bad. He like he played so good here, and if he just wasn't hurt for that, that I know he he got hurt against the Astros. I think we might have been May. What that happened in? But he was out for about a month, and then his stats were kind of like he probably would have had thirty bombs and over hundred RBIs with, like if he didn't get hurt that month. And like on top of that, he has elite defense. I mean, he hit. Oh, I'm pretty sure he hit over three hundred. It's just MVP level season from him. And I'd love to see that more in Chicago, especially like, I think you'd have to plug him at first base. Cause I, in my opinion, I think you should let PCA just give him his time. Let him like ease in there and play center field. Cause I mean, if you wanted to be your center fielder of the future, why wait? Just get him adapted to the spot, especially in another, and it looks like it's going to be another year if like, we're not contending. It looks like, I mean, we'll be contending for the division, especially with council now, but I mean, our division's not strong. But I mean, hopefully, hopefully we can make the playoffs at this point. Like you got to at least match the team of last year and like, and then you add Craig council and hopefully like, I mean, we had 83 last year. Maybe we'll get to 88 is the number I'll throw out there. And then that might be enough to win the division. Cause I mean, the Brewers, they, they lost council. They won the division last year. I think they had 90 wins. So they'll most likely regress. The Cardinals are who I'm kind of scared of this year. Um, They've, they, I mean, they've added some like, their starting pitching is old, and they're like they're okay pitchers, but they'll be able to eat innings, and that's their that was their biggest thing last year. It's just they had nobody to really eat innings, and their and their their lineup is probably a top ten lineup in the league. So they got the bats. Just they need pitchers to go out there, you know, go six innings, maybe three runs, four runs, and that's that's enough for them to win games. That's all they really need. So it will be interesting this year. I'm just like I I just don't know with Cody Bellinger's like he's asking for so much money. And I think the Blue Jays will end up throwing it at him too, just because they missed out on Shohei. And which is good is the Giants are out on Bellinger now because they just signed the guy from the KBO. He was a KBO MVP. I think it was, I don't, it's some, his last name is Lee, I think. But he was KBO MVP and the Giants signed him, I think it was six years, 113, which I think the Cubs could have done. I, he, I mean, his numbers were really good. For the KBO, I saw, I think it was by Just Baseball. The comparison to it was Lee. It was like his numbers, like his WRC plus and all of his numbers compared to Hassan Kim of the Padres. And his numbers are way better than Hassan Kim's. And like you, we know how good Hassan Kim is. He's a very valuable player. Obviously he's more of a glove, but Lee is also a, a gold glover back, back in the KBO. So it's, it looks like that's a steal of a contract for the Giants. Obviously you don't know how a guy's going to translate. As we saw with Tay Suzuki, he had a little transition period. I mean, he started off hot when we first got him, but after that, kind of people adapted, and then he had a little rougher stretch. And then last year, I mean, he, he at the end of the season, he heated up. Like, that fly ball aside, he was probably the MVP of the team in September. He just kept hitting. And it was because he fixed his launch angle. That was his biggest problem. He was hitting the ball hard, but he just was not raising the ball. And then he started raising the ball, and, you know, good things happen when you hit a line drives. 
All right. I think that's enough for the Cubs. I think we'll end it off with the Bears right here. Um, big injury news today. Um, Yannick Ngakwe is out for the year with a broken ankle, which is, oh, that's, you just don't like to hear that. I mean, he, like, especially how the defense has been trending and they've been playing really well. Adding Montez Sweat finally freed up Yannick. And then he, well, I saw it. It was rumored that around the fourth quarter, around nine minutes left, he came off the field. He got his like ankle rolled up on, and he didn't come in. Like he didn't come into the game after that. So that's probably where his ankle injury occurred. So his season's over. His time with being a bear might be over because he's on a one-year deal. I don't think they're gonna bring him back. I think at this point you should try to draft or sign an elite edge rusher to pair a sweat to really bring that defense to the next level, but. I mean, he was all he was all right for us, especially after we got sweat. I think he had he had a couple sacks, a couple pressures, a couple QB hits. So he really like he played a lot better. He just can't be the number one edge rusher, but when he has a guy besides him, he can produce, which he started doing, which is just so unfortunate. Especially now that we're kind of going on a little bit of a run, you know, like we're trying to make the playoffs, sneak in, who knows, run the table, but. And not having him is going to hurt. I think just uh, Demarcus Walker is going to have to come off the edge more, which I don't necessarily like because I think he plays better on the inside. But I feel like he's got to play with the dark, the cards that you're dealt. But I think that means Gervin Dexter. Jervon. I think it's Jervon Dexter. Sorry. Um, we'll be we'll seeing a lot more snaps now because if Demarcus Walker is on the outside, he'll no longer be on the inside. And that will free up some time for Jervon. I'm hoping they play him over Justin Jones to at least play him at least like 60% of the snaps. Like he's not been playing that many snaps, which he should be. He's been one of our best defensive linemen outside of sweat and Andrew Billings. I'd probably put him third, which is the progress. I feel like we talk about him every week, but the progress is great with him. Every, every, every week he, he gets better. And then we talked about last episode, he got his first sack, which is amazing. But not having Yannick's really going to suck down the stretch. I mean, it'll be okay next week. I'll kind of lead in to previewing versus the Browns. Um, it, it'll probably be okay next week because both of their tackles are hurt. Jed Wills, Jack Conklin, and Dewan Jones are all on season-ending IR, which I feel bad for the Browns, man. Like, they had such a promising season. Like, I, I, I think I might have picked them to win the division, and they've just been screwed by injuries. I mean, Nick Chubb was hurt. I mean, I, like, it's bad. I mean, with Deshaun Watson, even though he's he's okay. I he I mean, his last game before he got hurt, he finally like looked like his own, his old self, and then he got hurt, and that's just terrible. I mean, their season's really just gone down the drain. Um, I think the Bears. I think they'll end up winning this week, though, which I'm really hoping. Because I mean, at that point, you play the Cardinals and you play the Falcons, and then boom, you're eight and eight, and then you got the Week 18 game. To probably sneak into the playoffs at against the Packers at Lambeau. Oh boy, I'll be at that game if that is what the scenario is. But I think they like they're saying we've like a seven percent chance. I really think it's higher than that for how they've been playing. The biggest the biggest thing was beating the Lions last week, and they did. And I mean, I'm hoping we're able to beat a Joe Flacco led Browns. I mean, even on defense, they got some injuries. Okoronkwo, who's a very underrated edge rusher. Um, he's he's not playing. Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit might be out for the year. I don't I don't remember exactly, but he's not playing next week. Well, he's had a great season. He's been playing. He might he's kind of playing like an all pro, which is good for him. Good for him. LSU guy. 
but he's not going to be playing. I mean, it's just, you got to feel bad at that point. If that, like, the Bears have been pretty fortunate to be healthy this year. I understand that Yannick Ngakwe got hurt, but it's, I mean, they've gotten pretty lucky. I mean, besides that, oh, I, I do need to talk about that DJ Moore was, had a, a did not, did not practice today with his, an ankle injury. His ankles are killing us, I guess, but I think he'll be able to go on Sunday. I know he did not play today, but he was kind of like, I, if you saw the play, he kind of got his ankle rolled up on, on Sunday, but he played through it. So I know adrenaline kind of plays a factor into that. He's probably just nursing, nursing it a little bit, just making sure nothing like worse happens. But I think he should be a go for Sunday. If not, that would be bad because that means you have Darnell Mooney, like Tyler Scott, and I mean, Equinamia St. Brown, if he plays, I mean, he's on the injury report too. I don't know if he'll play. I mean, at least you got Cole Kimmett. Cole Kimmett, I guess, can you'll have to run a little more routes than he's used to. But that gives us that gives me flashbacks of last year, our offense. I mean, it, besides, I guess our offensive line is a, like light years better than last year. But I mean, D- Darnell Mooney being your number one, and then like, come on, Tyler Scott. Are we, are we serious right now? He's he's a wide receiver four on a good team, which yeah, I just that sucks. And I don't I don't want to see another offense like that, but. At least the protection will be better, and the defense has been trending up, even though Yannick got hurt. Well, so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens next week, but I think on Sunday they will end up winning. I'll check check the spread for that game. I know they're in Cleveland, which is a big uh big bounce back back bounce back game for Justin, as his first career start was there, and that we all know how that went. He had like 50 passing yards and got sacked nine times, which it was kind of a combination of him, the O-line, and Nagy just playing a bad role. But here, let me check the spread on this game. Oop. Three. Right, let's see here. The Bears are... See, they're they're plus three on plus three on Sunday, which I think I might be taking Bears money line then if that's the case, because I really do think we're gonna win this game. That the Brown the Browns are just so banged up. I mean, and Joe Flacco, I mean, especially for a team that's been forcing so many turnovers, Joe Flacco we should have no problem with at least forcing one or two, which is all you need. I mean, if we Justin Fields play all he needs to play is like last week. And just play like turnover free football and play like an all right game, and you'll probably win. And so, I mean, Flacco, I'm he's, he's like 40. I well, I think we'll be all right there, but all right, I think I've kind of gone through everything I need to go through. Um, I, I think Tristan will be back on Friday, especially we'll be back in Chicago. I mean, he should be good to go. He got sick, I think it was yesterday, so he'll have a couple days to kind of. Kind of get through everything. I'm not, it sucks because he is. He's at. I mean, we've got finals right now, and we were talking about how bad it, like how much it sucked to be sick during like taking one of those final exams, and he doesn't have to imagine it because he is sick, which sucks. But you know, you live, you live. So, all right, thank you guys. It's a shorter episode just because you know it's just me today, and there's no one else to argue with or kind of lead up lead with. So, all right, I hope you guys have a good one. We'll be back Friday. See ya.